from San Francisco, California, with your host, Ben Kaspik. This is Locked On Giants Baseball. Welcome back to Locked On Giants Baseball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Ben Kaspik, and I'm thrilled to be with you again today. On this show, we provide daily episodes Monday through Friday, approximately 15 minutes in length, talking about the San Francisco Giants in a way that's data-driven and rational, but also insightful and easily digestible, easy for everyone to understand. Coming up on today's show, we're going to discuss a couple pieces of news around the Giants and then do our weekly installment of the Giants mailbag. So Farhan Zaidi announced yesterday that Tyler Beattie is going to undergo Tommy John surgery today in Dallas. So it's an unfortunate conclusion to this elbow discomfort that BD started experiencing just a week or two ago in Scottsdale. So the recovery time, of course, is over a year. And so Tyler BD wouldn't probably be able to pitch again in the major leagues until sometime in the 2021 season. But of course, there's a possibility that we don't even get baseball in 2020. So it's hard to say like exactly how, what that means and how much time will be missed, although Zaidi did clarify that this decision had nothing to do with the impending delay to Major League Baseball, and it had more to do with simply doctor recommendations for his injury. The second piece of news is that the Giants optioned Sean Anderson and Steven Duggar to AAA yesterday. Not sure exactly what that means because... There's no AAA, just like there's no Major League Baseball right now. Obviously, it's just from a roster perspective. I'm sure there's a good reason for the timing of it, but I, I, on first glance and without digging too much into it, not sure why exactly they had to do that given that there's no baseball right now, but those were a couple of moves that were made. So with that out of the way, I do want to jump into the Q&A. Thank you so much to everyone who submitted questions. Locked on A's, which is hosted by Jason Burke asks, do you think a shortened season could potentially propel the Giants into the playoff picture? Last year, they were in contention through like July, right? So I answered a question that was similar to this on last week's mailbag. And the answer that I'm going to give is that what a shortened season does is that it decreases our certainty in projections. So, you know, like I said last time, if the season was 500 games long, true talent would win out most of the time, like the vast, vast majority of the time, it's hard to do fluky performance over that large of a sample. But I think 100 games is probably the best case scenario at this point. And in that case, I mean, if the Giants were projected to be, you know, a little under 500 or maybe 10 games under 500 over the course of 162, that's only like six or seven games under 500 over the course of 100 games. And so you would have less confidence in that win percentage the shorter the season gets and so yeah I mean the Giants last season it was a weird ride they really struggled in the first couple of months but then starting June 1st they were actually 55 and 51 and so you know let's say the season started June 1st this year if that had been the case for the Giants last year you're looking at 55 and 51 which would probably be close to contention although probably still not good enough to make it. Of course, if the season started in July, or for example, was just a month long, I mean, the Giants went 19-6 and six in July. So it's just another example of how smaller samples can make things get weird. 
I would recommend checking out a piece on Fangraphs called What Might 2019 Have Looked Like with a Shortened Season? And they ran through all kinds of different scenarios, like if the season had ended September 8th, if it had ended August 27th, if it had ended August 14th, if it had ended at the All-Star break, if it had started on June 8th, and they look at what would the records have been and who would have made the postseason. The Giants wouldn't have made the postseason in any of those scenarios, although if the season had started on June 8th, they would have gone 51 and 49, and that would have been a 100-game season, obviously. Did you know that the Rockies and Padres both had 60-plus losses in their final 100 games? And the Giants would have finished 13 games ahead of those two teams because a lot of people want to say that the Giants are as bad as or worse than the Rockies, but not the way they finished out the year. I mean, the Rockies, to me, I think the Giants have certainly with their front office and the modernization of their roster construction, I think the Giants are light years ahead of the Rockies right now. And it wouldn't surprise me if the Giants are actually kind of a surprise team if and when the season does get underway. Sports Junkie asks, do you think the probable half season will set back certain minor leaguers ETA? I'm thinking of Luciano, Bishop, Canario, etc. I don't think it affects Bart or Jelly. Thanks. Um, Yeah, I think that everything is just going to be pushed back because these guys, it's not just about age with them. It's about experience at different levels of the minor leagues. I don't consider myself like the number one authority on minor leaguers and prospects and Giants prospects. So this might be a better question for somebody else. But in my kind of my feeling about it is that they need experience. They're not just going to like skip a level because the season was skipped. For example, let's say we don't play at all in 2020. Everybody's still going to need to start the year where they would have started this year. Even Bart and Jelly. I think that you're not looking at Joey Bart just opening the season at the major league level next year either because they want him to get more exposure to high-level minor league pitching, like AA and AAA, where he's barely played at all. Andrew says, With Korean and Japanese leagues exploring season restarts in April, shouldn't MLB be exploring moving their games to Asia to start the season? If you were a free agent like Puig, would you be looking to sign a short-term deal in Asia to market yourself to clubs? So it may make some logical sense, but... The practicality of moving Major League Baseball to Asia, I just am not sure is feasible at all. I don't think the Players Association would necessarily agree to do that. I mean, these guys have lives and families here, and I'm not, I mean, yes, it would mean maybe that they would get paid when otherwise they wouldn't, but even with the delay, they're still going to get paid eventually, presumably. So just logistically, I can't, Again, I'm not the perfect person to answer this because you'd have to maybe talk to someone in the commissioner's office, but I don't think it's feasible at all to see that happening. I mean, hopefully what we can do here in the United States is reverse this virus like they've been able to do in some places in Asia and to the point where maybe it's under control and people still need to largely stay indoors and avoid, you know, coming into close contact with other people and so maybe if and when we do resume we'll we'll be seeing games in empty stadiums still because I can't see us ever going back to being in allowing these huge gatherings of people until there is a vaccine or widespread immunity 
All right. Coming up in the second half of the show, we'll just continue to answer your questions from Twitter. So that's all coming up next. But first, do you hate stepping on the scale? Maybe it's because you haven't met the right one. A company called Withings produced the world's first smart scale, and they are still the best. In fact, Tom's Guide rated Withings Body Plus the best overall smart scale in 2020. If you're looking to lose weight, willpower is key, but so is having the right tools. Withings smart scales are known for durability and an exceptional user-friendly design. Step on and data from every weigh-in syncs automatically to the free app for iOS and Android via Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Lots of smart scales don't have the Wi-Fi option, and it means you need to have your phone on you. But Withings Body Plus gives weight, full body composition, weight trend, even a local weather report. The scale can support up to eight users and even know who is who. So here's the deal. You can get 25% off a Withings Body Plus right now at withings.com for a very limited time. Go to withings.com, W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. That's W-I-T-H-I-N-G-S dot com backslash MLB to get 25% off Body Plus Body Composition Scale. Okay, here in the second half of the show, we'll just continue to run through your questions from Twitter. Humbus's second best buddy asks, do you think there will be a 2020 draft? If not, that'll be disappointing, given the fact that the Giants currently have four of the top 70 picks. I assume the compensation picks from letting Smith and Bumgarner leave for free agency would convey to 2021, right? So, yeah, again, this is just another one of those complicating factors that is affected by this delay and pretty much across the board as i understand it there's no baseball being played in the united states we're not having college games are canceled high school games are canceled uh, there's just no baseball being played scouts are not allowed to go out and scout and there's no game so what would they even be scouting so yeah there's not enough preparation these guys needed to be scouted in order for the draft to to function as as it normally would and the players haven't played their season yet in in these ranking in these in college and in high school. So I'm going to need to do more reading on this topic. I know there's been some written about the possibility that the draft won't happen, but my reaction without diving into this in too much detail and I apologize for not preparing better for this question is that assuming the draft doesn't happen that the draft order will just be repeated when it does happen. So the Giants wouldn't like lose the rights to any of those picks. I just think it could be delayed and they'll get compensated for that eventually. Although it would be very confusing if we do play half a season or whatever, do you not draft based on that season? Like if the 2020 season gets played, do those final standings not affect any kind of upcoming draft order? So it's very much uncertain at this time but definitely something we'll continue to monitor rude boy 223 says with a later season do you think tyler anderson will be ready opening day well that all just depends on when the season gets underway i'm inclined to say yes i'm someone who would tend to think that this thing is going to go on a long time like i have real doubt that we see any baseball in 2020. I know that's like a very depressing thought to have, 
But until I see reason to believe otherwise, I can't envision us getting underway with baseball games anytime soon. I mean, at the very earliest, we're probably looking at the summer, like June, July, at which time I just can't see them allowing fans into the stadium. That just doesn't make any sense at all. So hopefully it happens and we can get some games and the fans just won't be there. I I think that would still be preferable for pretty much everyone involved. But, you know, yes, I think Tyler Anderson could definitely be ready because he was supposed to, he was ahead of schedule and supposed to be ready potentially in like late April or May, I believe. And so even when they get ready to ramp this thing back up, if and when that happens, they're going to need another spring training. And so that'll further delay it. And I think Tyler Anderson would be ready by that point. Nolvel Era, sorry if I'm mispronouncing that, says, do you think Buster Posey is a first ballot Hall of Famer? Now, I've been asked this question before, probably by you, and I've been avoiding it because the Hall of Fame is not something that I take too seriously anymore. And that's kind of sad, but Uh, just the politics of the Hall of Fame and the steroid era stuff and how the best players in the game are not getting in and we don't know who was using steroids and probably some people who were are getting in and some others aren't, notably Barry Bonds not getting in despite being like one of the greatest players of all time. I kind of lost respect a little bit for the Hall of Fame and its process. But in terms of Posey, like I I don't want to just answer this based on a feeling. I know that Jay Jaffe of Fangraphs does a really good job of he's like the authority on Hall of Fame and who should get in and who shouldn't and what numbers basically put you into that conversation. In terms of first ballot, I'm pretty sure Posey has some more work to do to become a sure thing first ballot Hall of Famer. But at the end of the day, I do think he will get in. He was so good for a sustained period of time, basically from 2010 through 2017. His peak was just excellent, including a 10 Fangraphs wins above replacement season, which is a rare feat in his 2012 MVP season. The rookie of the year, the all-star appearances, three titles, batting champion, quote unquote, which is another thing people care about. But I do think he gets in. I'm not sure it's first ballot. I think he'd probably need more strong seasons to become a first ballot Hall of Famer. But send that question to Jay Jaffe, and I'm sure he'd be happy to answer it. Alex asks, in a 100-game season, how realistic is it to root for a 500 finish from the Giants? Do you think winning percentage will be better than last year's? What do you think would be good enough record to shift the skewed narrative from just starting rebuild to cusp of contention yeah i don't think a 500 finish would be crazy it would be probably an overperformance from this group but i do think they are being underrated and several several of their players have significant upside i mean like we could see the best of kevin gosman and drew smiley for example johnny cueto obviously has the potential to be good samarjo was quite good last season So that could be a strong-ish starting rotation, much better than last year when they had a really bad uh, starting rotation performance across the board, really. And then, you know, some of their platoons have the potential to work. It's interesting that Steven Duggar was optioned, and so that eliminates one of those center field possibilities where they could still go with, like, Yastrzemski and Dubon in center, uh, maybe Jalen Davis and right. Maybe they go out and sign Yasiel Puig. Didn't answer. I just realized I didn't answer that question about Puig playing in Asia. 
I don't think he would do that either because let's say the season starts in June, then he would be locked into a contract with a team in Asia and he wouldn't probably want that. I'm thinking he may get signed at some point here before, you know, talk of the season renewing starts. But anyway, the question is now about the Giants. Yeah, I think it can happen fast. And Farhan Zaidi and new GM Scott Harris have kept saying that. And I think that that's probably how this will happen for this team. Meanwhile, people are expecting it to be like a long multi-year process starting now, like three to five years to turn it around starting now, which I just think is not how they see it going. I think they think that just at some point they're going to kind of turn the switch and become more of a competitive team. And that's what we've seen from certain teams who have been written off preseason, like the Rays and the A's of recent seasons. People totally write them off and say they're going to be bad. And then all of a sudden they're really good. And it's like, where did this come from? Uh, The A's have done that numerous times. If you look at their preseason projections, they're projected to come in like 70-something wins, and then boom, they win 90-something games. So I'm not calling that for the Giants necessarily, but I think that it'll when they flip it, when they flip that switch and when they turn it around, it'll be more like that. And 2020 had the potential to be that type of season where maybe they're just more competitive than people thought they would be, and they just carry that into, you know, an infusion of young talent coming up through the minor league system that just doesn't stop. That's what we've seen from the Dodgers. And that was the goal undoubtedly for the giants. And so a shortened season, yeah, makes that a little bit more possible because you can overperform easier in a smaller sample, but you could also underperform more easily. So it goes both ways. It just increases volatility. So their odds of being good go up, but their odds of being bad go up also. Anyway, that is all the time we have for today. Remember to get this show every weekday. You need to hit that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Once again, my name is Ben Kaspik. You can follow me on Twitter at Ben Kaspik. That's K-A-S-P-I-C-K. If you like this show, please consider rating it, leaving a review, and telling your friends and family to check us out. I cannot wait to be with you again on Monday. And until then, we'll see you next time. 